is what I believe God just put in my spirit. This is my prayer. And y'all already know how my mind is and how I think weird. Some of you call me weird. But this is my prayer. Is that you become like the Energizer Bunny. And that you keep giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and giving to him. Don't stop giving to God. Don't you know he didn't stop giving to you? Oh, God, even when he was tired, he didn't stop giving to you. Oh, God, where are you going? How he can take some quirky thing like Energizer Bunny and wear me out with it, I don't know. Never once did he decide to quit. Oh, wretched man that I am. He didn't quit. God let go in this place. <laughs> let go in this place. God, don't just open our eyes. Don't just open our eyes. Draw us. Draw us to you. Holy Spirit, have your way. Minister to your people. Shake the false grounds beneath their feet till they crumble. Leave us standing on the purity of your word and on your name. Father, we just bless you this morning. Holy is your name. Holy is your name.
is your name. I ain't apologizing to you. I'm just telling you, you have to excuse me. Sometimes Jesus just shows me the goodness. My prayer is that he shows you. God, when he didn't have to, he did. Find a way, church. Find a way, church. Find a way not to give up on him. You never give up on you. You find a way to keep pressing in because he did for you. Find a way, church. My God, just cut off Facebook. Church, you better find a way. You better be able to find cisterns that's been dried up inside of you for years. And you better be able to find a way to draw water from that. Find a way, church. My God. He said, I came that you may have life and that you have it more abundantly. That means when you find yourself in the depth of despair, he came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly in your pain, in your hurt, in your insecured ways. He came that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. God, we might preach, we might not. Do you really understand what he done for you? While we were yet sinners, he died. While we were yet, while you were in your stinking state of life, he chose to die for you. Not only did he chose or choose, he did. See, I had to change that because there's a lot of things we choose to do on January the 1st of every year. We choose to do something, but we never do it. All right. Okay. 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 Dear God.
whatever man drinks from this water will never thirst again. All right, if you've got your Bibles, let's go. Let's try. Let's try. I need your help. I need your help. Press in. Press in. You don't want to be here right now? Press in. You don't think this word's for you? You have to press in. You don't think you need what's about to come forth. You have to press in. You're only going to draw water from a well when you dip into it. It doesn't just magically appear. Press into it. Matthew chapter 26. We're still in a series, the other side of the street. I don't know about you, but when, when God put this on me, I never really read Scripture from that person's point of view. <laughs> I always read it from mine, from my side of the street, where, where I stood. Because, come on, how many of you can, how many of you can agree with this? You, you've opened up the Word and you're just, that day was just a day and you were looking for something from God and when you opened up the Bible, the Word that was there just didn't seem to fit your side of the street at the moment. So you passed on until you found, come on, until you found that Scripture that fit your side of the street. When in fact, man, if we would mature, if we would grow up in all things in God, God, we would find out very quickly that sometimes when we do open, that that is to take us from our side of the street, to take you out of the muck and the mire that you're setting in, the pain and the hurt that you're setting and wallowing in, and pull you to the other side of the street that you may be able to see from a different perspective. And you may gain some knowledge, you may gain some wisdom, and God may jerk you out right from where you are, but we're too quick, man, we're looking for something to please the palate. My friend, there's so much food and there's so much spice and there's so much other things that are out in the world. Your taste buds are depleted. There's nothing that's going to please the palate. Oh, it might taste good for a moment. you'll desire something else again another day you'll never be content Paul says I've learned <laughs> I've learned to be okay in the good and I've learned to be okay in the bad because I have God stop Matthew chapter 26, 69 through 75. Now this is, when, this is when Jesus now has been separated in the garden. He went to the garden and, and this is where Peter finds himself whopping off an ear. Because they're about to take away the very thing that he was attracted to. The very thing that he identified with. They were about to take him and strip him away. Boy, if we would become so bold in our faith that we're willing to whop off an ear. 
Come on, church. I mean, what we do, man, we're, we sit in our complacency. Man, if we would be so bold to step back into faith. God, I'm trying. Jesus, for 15 hours, went through the most excruciating life. Oh, you think you've got it bad. 15 hours of persecution and torment and suffering and questioning and belittled and humiliated. Man, we're tired after an hour and a half of church. He hung in there for 15 hours. And as he's setting in what was actually unlawful at the time. Because the Sanhedrin pulled Jesus into a house in the middle of the night and questioned him in secret. It was not lawful, but Jesus went. It didn't feel good. You probably ought to go anyway. Oh, you'll figure it out here in a minute. I'm going to get it to you. Now we've got Peter. Peter. Peter now is experiencing something that Peter hasn't experienced for the last three to three and a half years. And Peter finds himself. Now listen, man, we, oh, we bad talk and we bad mouth Peter, man. Listen, <laughs> I want you on the other side of the street. You've been led around by a man. You have chosen to follow a man that showed you signs, showed you wonders, give you just great wisdom, and you never positioned yourself. You never caught him in a circumstance to where he wasn't able to break free. Anytime that he was backed into the corner, he would begin to recite God's word, and he would find himself outside of the problem, of the issue, and he would mount himself up over top of humanity. I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about the one that went through 42 generations to come and give you what you, my friend, despise at times. He fought for you when you stopped fighting. All the other apostles, they were nowhere to be found. But we don't talk about them. We talk about Peter hanging on the outskirts. Oh, he, was, <laughs> he wasn't close as he used to be to God. But he wasn't as far away as everybody else either. He was close enough still to keep his eye upon the one. But he wasn't far enough off to lose the idea of who he was. He stayed in the vicinity. 
and Jesus getting questioned. Now Peter sat outside the courtyard. And a servant girl came to him saying, you also <laughs> were with Jesus of Galilee. But he, he, he denied. He denied it before them all saying, I, I do not know what you're saying. And when he had gone out to the gateway, another girl saw him and said to those, who were there, this fellow also was with Jesus of Nazareth. But, but again, again, he denied with an oath. I do not know the man. A little later, when, when Peter thinks he's out of the clear, When, when you think you dodged the bullet, those who stood by came up and said to Peter, Surely you also are one of them for your speech betrays you. I mean, that's a, I can't preach on that this morning. I can't preach... What, what, I can't preach on that this morning. Then, then he, he, he began, <laughs> love Peter. Then he began to curse and swear, saying, I do not know the man. Immediately, a rooster crowed. Peter remembered the word of Jesus who had said to him before the rooster crows you will deny me three times so he, he being Peter went out and wept Bitterly. I've entitled this message. <laughs> Everybody is laughing at me. Are you sure this isn't a typo? It's not a typo. It's exactly what was meant to be put down. When once was, it's not now. I, 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 have you ever been in a situation in your life when you realize that what once was is <laughs> not now oh come on church oh my god i'm sure we all somewhere in our life have rested for a moment in our pain and suffering and we've looked back and man we've seen what it was <laughs> oh but it's not now huh 
Come on. I mean, we're, we're talking, we are talking about Peter. This is, this is where Peter finds himself now. Peter. Oh, I'm sorry. Y'all don't know who Peter is. <laughs> We're talking about Peter. We're talking about the one when you stood in the boat, he stepped out the boat. We're talking about this Peter, okay? We're, we're talking about Peter. When you chose to stay home, Peter went to church anyhow. We're, we're, we're talking about Peter. We're talking about the one that had so much faith in this man, Jesus, that he left it all behind and he followed him for three and a half years. We're, we're talking about Peter, the one that found Christ in the garden and he, he sat beside him and he went, oh no, who is this? Give me your sword. We're talking about Peter, the one that gained, that gained the revelation of who Jesus was. And Jesus looked at him and said, Peter, for you do not know this, but my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. And upon this rock, ha, I'll build my... We're talking about Peter. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, see, you, yeah, you, uh, yeah, yeah, you ain't been there. You, you, you don't, you haven't followed Jesus so closely that, that when something happens and it feels as though he's been stripped away that you begin to doubt who you are and where you stand. You see, you haven't been there until you're able to sacrifice all that you have and walk with the one to have it all but stripped away. Oh, 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 it's, oh, it's so easy to follow into the faith of religiosity <laughs> while everybody around you was on the same page but let one veer. Oh, let one tell you one thing that's not clear. Let one pull your faith. Where would you stand? What, what, what do you do? What do you do when you've given all your life And they get stripped away. Oh man, the, the marriage that once was. The, the, to find that now, oh, it's not now. Oh, 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 the, the relationships that, that once were, oh, they're, it's, it's not now. When all oh, the finances, when, when the finances were together, oh, but it's not. What do you do? Everything that you've given yourself to is now being pulled away from you, leaving you, sitting in a courtyard. Just, <laughs> oh, just far enough off that the crowd that's there isn't the crowd that used to be see when you've lost your identity well it wasn't the fact that
Peter had lost his identity. It was the fact that Peter didn't know how to identify with it at this point. Oh, it's going to get hot. (laughs) Peter had identified himself as a disciple of God. He would follow with everything in him. Oh, you can't, you can't be up in the midst of that for three and a half years and then all of a sudden get amnesia. Oh, you've been there. I can probably walk by and grab you by the hand and stand you up because I know you've been there. Oh, you once, you, you once walked with the love of God. But it's not now. It's not that the identity left. It's how you identify that's left. Oh, oh, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. Peter's setting out. See, that's what happens to us a lot of the time. Man, when, when we think that God has left the scene, when we, when we think that it's been stripped away and God has left, man, we, we, that's when we decide that we're going to set down. See, you, you have this desire in you not to move anymore. <laughs> ah, but he sends circumstances right in your way. Oh, don't you, don't you love it, man, when you sit back, when you've been called and ordered and ordained by God to do a thing that has been put in you to be purposed, and you decide one day you're going to sit back on your loins, and lo and behold, man, here comes a phone call, here comes a text, here come a knock at the door, somebody Facebooking, everybody talking, and it won't leave you alone. They look at you and go, oh, you were... Oh, man, we give the enemy too much credit sometimes. We, 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 say, we say it was the devil. What happens if it was God? What, what, what happens when, when, when God shows up on the scene and says, Whoa, wait a minute, my good and faithful servant, hang on. Whoa, I've called you to a different place. I've named you for this time. What are you doing? Don't sit back. I'm going to send somebody. Weren't you the one? See, I don't know about y'all, but I get twisted up sometimes because I do something wrong at the house. (laughs) The pastor. And then I either get my daughter. My son ain't been so bold yet. (laughs) But my daughter, she don't care. She'll step out the way in a minute just to remind me. Thank God for those that have the boldness to stand and remind you of who you were. To remind you of who you are. See, it doesn't feel that way because you think that Jesus has left. He's only moved. He only moved because everything that he could done in your life, where you were at, he can't do anything else there. He, in order 
for him to do anything else for you. He's got to move and it causes a hunger to well up inside of you and you get up and you begin, you go back to that which you were at. You begin to desire him even more. God, give me more. Be careful. You'll ask for more and it'll seem as though he moved. And if you're not careful, you won't recognize that. You'll be like Peter, and you'll go just far enough out. Oh, my God. You'll go just just far enough out. I say, and everything, it's gone. See, do you know how easy it is to say that you have faith in God when you're around those that have faith in God and everything in your life is working out? Do you know how easy that is? Well, what happens if what once was is not now? Oh, 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 will you still stand? God, there was stuff in these notes that I wanted. What do you do? Man, when you feel as though everything in your life has crumbled around you. Oh, now hear me, because this wasn't, listen. Oh, my God, because Peter couldn't blame Jesus. Peter couldn't blame him, but yet he had to experience. What do you do when you have nobody to point your finger at? Oh, dear God. What do you what do you do? It wasn't it wasn't something that Peter done. Peter Peter didn't turn his back on Jesus when all this took place. He turned his back on him when it was taking place. It wasn't his fault that this had been stripped from him. What do you what do you do when there's nobody to blame? When you can't point your finger. Oh my god. My god. And the Bible said this woman, she came up and said, wait a minute. You Oh you Yeah, you you were there. You, you were there. See, I have to believe in my heart. But Peter didn't say, no, I wasn't because he didn't love him. He said it because he didn't understand. See, 
person have you set in that place? You're, you're, you're tied between what once was and what is not now. You don't know what to do. You're looking and you're seeking, you're crying, but nothing's changing. What do you do? See, the first, the first girl caused him to move. Man, the writer was clear. It said one one girl that automatically implied there was going to be two. <laughs> oh, you got there's one storm that made <laughs> there's one storm that caused you to stand and move, and you go and sit again. And the whole time God is is working up another one to get you to move back into the place of purpose. Oh, my God, church. Recognize. Oh, man. What Peter didn't realize, Peter was being positioned for promotion. Oh, God, help me. Oh, God, help me. Oh, God was saying, Peter, I can't. do for you in the place in which you are I've got to feel as though I've left so that you can recognize that I moved so that you can then in turn turn your eyes oh my god he positioned him for promotion and Peter didn't even know God, the whole time God had had in plan, God had already inscribed in eternity that Peter would be the guest speaker for the inauguration of his sweet Holy Spirit. But he said, Peter, Peter, oh, there's some things that's got to be worked out of you. See, this, the time has come. The time is near, but I've got to do something now. That thing that's inside of you that is so deep in many of us that we don't even recognize and, and that we don't understand where it is and even how to get it. God puts us sometimes in unbearable circumstances. So that it causes that thing that needs to come out, raise itself to the top. So that he could reach down with a righteous and glorious hand and wipe the impurities off of the top. That he may be able to present you once again into the purpose that he's called you to. He 
didn't even know it. Man, God is so wholesome. <laughs> oh, God, he, God took this time to position two people. <laughs> He was positioning Jesus, but he had to take that which was not profitable for him and move it out. And that was his carnal life because Jesus said, if I stay, oh, I can't send my spirit. I've got to die. I've got to go away. Two men at the same time be in position for a greater glory. All these light and temporary afflictions are for that of a much weightier glory. What do you do? What do you do when you can't do anymore? I need a power pill. I need that too. God, you've made me a mess this morning. Let it be for your glory. Glorify yourself in and through me. I wonder, I wonder if any of us were ever put in Peter's position. <laughs> I wonder if we would react the same way. Oh, I know some of y'all come out of your mother's womb and you was as bright as the sun. That's how holy you were and how saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost that you were. But my friend, can I tell you that if you're ever put in a circumstance or a predicament the way that Peter finds himself, you will change. That which is deeply embedded in you will rise oh, to the top that you may rise to the occasion. I just want to, have you ever sat there? Have you sat outside the courtyards? And you served God for 165 years. And you find yourself sitting outside the courtyards. <laughs> One, I think it was, I don't even know. I think it was Luke. If you look at these accounts, <laughs> Matthew said that Peter was sitting outside the courtyards. Luke said that they began to build a fire. <laughs> Sat with them. 
Oh, oh my God. See, when you don't think, when you don't think you're who God said you are, you have a tendency to go and sit with others. <laughs> Outside of the courtyard. There's, I can't believe there could be anything worse than to have someone not living a life of faith remind me that I once did. Hank, you don't want to hear that garbage. Come on. It's just like when pastor talks to you. You come and sit down for a nice little calm, energetic, if you can put those two together, counseling, and the pastor, all the pastor wants to do is counsel you <laughs> with God's word. Hey, you don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear that. You, you don't want to hear, you don't want to hear the pastor remind you of these promises that you've got posted on the mirror at home. Can I tell you this morning that some of us need to be reminded of the promises that we posted at home. Could you imagine, Pete? Man, look, I just, by reading and studying, I just know Peter. Man, I, thank God it was a woman. See, God knew what he was doing. He sent a woman. Because if he said a man, Peter would have probably knocked that dude out and threw him in the fire. <laughs> Peter wasn't nobody's puppet. Come on. Let me, can, okay, can I stretch you for a minute? Peter wasn't even Jesus' puppet. Jesus had to go and repair a man's ear. <laughs> You know, he, didn't, he couldn't keep Peter from whopping it off. He had to go and fix it. Come on, we're talking about the same Peter, man, that would be rebuked by Jesus. That even after God, even after Jesus had said, your name is Peter, not Simon Barjona, it wasn't but a few scriptures later, he turned around and said, Simon he was rebuking him. You're not where I called you to be. Get back in line. See, you don't like it when pastor rebukes. I'm just bringing you back in line. Man, I want you to achieve the goal that's been set in front of you. Peter caught between once was and does not now. He, he, he's, he's caught between, between hope and despair. See, sometimes it takes life to deal you something that will cause you to look back at what once was. In hopes that we can move it to what is now. Caught up in between 
the hope and the despair. The, the hope being, man, I have followed Jesus for three and a half years. And every time, man, we would get into the crowds and the, and the crowds would try to overtake him. And Jesus somehow made his way out. The hope. The hope that the water is going to overtake the boat. Jesus is sleeping. And Jesus gets up and says, peace. Be still. The hope that what was happening now, that Jesus wouldn't have to continue. The hope. But caught between the hope and despair. The despair that what am I to do now? Everything I've leaned into was gone. What if all of this takes place? Then what? Have you ever been caught there? Have you ever sat at the kitchen table and just dropped your head in your hands and pondered what now? I think that might be a good thing for us. <laughs> totally outside of the security of what once was. <laughs> oh, man, he, he knew if Jesus was there, what that would bring tomorrow. But what if he wasn't? Has life ever stripped you? Oh, I think if we can be honest with ourselves, I think there's been a time or two in our life. That the wickedness of this life separated us from our faith. Oh, you still believe in God. I'll still go to church once in a while. But you don't know how to identify with yourself in the now. See, we, we will partake of gospels that say this happened to you because you were bad. And when we partake of that, now we begin walking our life out in condemnation. And it's almost as if we can't break through glass ceilings in our prayers. Oh, we'll still go to church. Man, I was victorious when once was. But now that it is not now, I'm a victim. Stop sulking 
and find your rightful place in Christ. Arise. And he told Joshua at the walls, he said, Joshua, arise and see that I've not given you the enemy. <laughs> oh, that would have been so grand and so awesome if it would have came before the verse that it came after. <laughs> that the walls were shut up no one went in and no one went out and it was a fortress and there was all of this stuff going on and man can you imagine the fear that may have arose <laughs> but he said arise and see that I haven't man look at a different perspective in this time that you feel separated God didn't leave you he can't leave you if he leaves you, he lied to you. He can't lie. He said, I'll never leave you. And I'll never forsake you. He, he said that. I'll, so if you feel as though he's left, remember this one word. He just moved. Man, he knows how to create a hunger. Hunger for his righteousness. See, it's not that Peter's not experiencing Jesus anymore. It's not that you're not experiencing Jesus anymore. It's that you're experiencing Jesus from a different place now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he said, you, I need you to come. See, I can't come any lower to you. <laughs> it's not in my character. <laughs> I am God Almighty. Beside me there is no other. I am the God. Amen. I am is who I am. I, 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 can't come, I can't come down there any closer to you, so what I got to do is pull away just a minute and cause you to find inside of you a way to come up to me. Don't quit. Not now. <laughs> it don't feel right. Don't smell right. Don't look right. But it's right. It's oh, it's it's right. Oh, but it's right. I'm not going to ask you if you're okay. doesn't matter. In the midst of going where God has destined us, we'll often... God, why do you, why do you mess me up? We will oftentimes find ourselves in the face of adversity. In order to get us to get out of us that which we cannot see. If we were to live in what once was the rest of our life, 
we'll never see what could be what is now. See, living in the once was causes complacency. You become comfortable in your own skin. In your own skin, you become comfortable. God, if everything stays right here, man, I'm cool. Ain't nothing happening in life. Everything's just moving right along. Oh, you, if you stay in the what once was, you, you become calloused. Oh, you, you become callous to the word, to him speaking to you, because everything is good, man. If everything is good and God said move, man, you ain't going nowhere. Huh? Right? Man, you, come on. You'd be just like me. I rebuke that, Satan. <laughs> Nuh-uh. This right now is just way too good. What do you do when once was? It's not now. What do you do? Peter found himself sitting out in the middle of a courtyard with some people that he normally wouldn't even be hanging around with. Sound familiar? See, we feel like that we've lost identity. We become associated with people that feel the same way. Then what? If you hurt as bad as I hurt, and we hang out all day, we're going to be hurt. That's why a lot of people don't like me. I'll hurt with you for a second, and then I'm going to tell you what God said. And that's when people cut me off. Guess what? I just, I love you. I mean the best for you but I'm not going to sit in the pit with you. Okay? And I hope that offends you because with offense comes change. Oh, it might not be the right change, but it's going to be a change for somebody. Man, we... You can't grow. 